You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, for you, your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Friday, March 12th, and as usual, we get Jenna Harner. She's back on a Friday. We're going to talk to her about a lot of different things. One, free agent frenzy is already underway. Crazy cuts are happening. It's shaking up the market. We'll talk about that then. One of the recently released free agents said he wants to be a Steeler. Maybe. We'll talk about that. And then also, I'll lay out the schedule of pro days coming to get you ready because we don't have a normal scouting combine this year so we can get a look at all the different college players available. As always, this show is available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Radio.com. Leave us a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts, and you will get a shout-out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So last Friday, we were terribly sad because I had to fly solo because I couldn't get my buddy Jenna Harner on the show. But today, we are not sad because she's back on the show. Jenna, it's so great to have you back gracing the airwaves of Locked on Steelers. I'm so glad to be back. You guys, if you were disappointed or upset with why I was not here last week, uh, you can take your anger out with uh, Dean I'm Pietro. Yes. Uh, we love Dean. No, we love Dean so much, but Dean, uh, <laughs> Dean enjoyed some much deserved R&R last week. So I stepped in and did uh, some of the incredible and insane tasks that he does at work on a daily basis, which made things a little crazier. And of course, we always joke when Dean leaves, uh, everything blows up at Dean. So... <laughs> Naturally, last week, like every big story in Pittsburgh sports just all happened within like days of each other. We didn't even have a breath, like a breather. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's funny because uh, just this week, uh, Joey, Joey from Joey Bag of Donuts and the Bag of Donuts podcast, he came out, he, he tweeted at us and he said, Dean has now supplanted Tony Serino as the person I yell out the most when I listen to this show. So <laughs> now even more reasons to yell at Dean is making Jenna's life hard. But Jenna, I wanted to get a chance to talk to you. We're not going to rehash all of the Ben Roethlisberger stuff, because, but we didn't get a chance to talk to you when that happened. We're still waiting for the real shoe to drop as far as what the Steelers do with the rest of their roster, because Wednesdays are coming. That's the 17th. That's when free agency opens. That's when the Steelers are, are, have been like, we're going to be in go mode by then. So we're recording this mid-Thursday. Something crazy. I'm, I'm expecting things to go crazy on Friday, but... I'm still looking at things that need to happen, including getting Zach Banner back on board, getting Cameron Sutton back on board, but they also got to do other deals in place. It's it's feeling kind of weird as, as, you know, we finally got Ben Roethlisberger out of the way, but now we got to keep on watch for what else the Steelers have to do before Wednesday. Yeah, there's a lot of other shoes to drop, which is kind of crazy to think about. I feel like, and maybe it's just because of the way that this year has been, where things are so under scrutiny and we're looking at everything with such a magnifying glass as it is. But I feel like this year, everybody's just deep, deep diving in because there's a lot of question marks. And I think there might be a little more question marks than most years, obviously with the salary cap situation and all that. But 
there's a lot of what moves are the Steelers going to make? Who are they prioritizing? Who should they be prioritizing? Who are they actually going to prioritize? And what, you know, the domino effect a little bit, how things are going to fall into place once they, you know, sign a, re-sign a guy like Banner, or they just kind of, depending on what happens, I know everybody keeps asking, what, where's Juju going? Like shouts, shout out to my mom this morning. She's like, did you see the stuff with Juju? And I was like, did I miss something? What do you mean something? She's <laughs> like, well, like, where's he going to go? Is he going to stay or is he going to go? I mean, everybody is just asking all of these questions. And I think no one has really good answers. We can think that we do. And we think we know what direction things are going to trend in, but uh, there's going to be some really, really, really interesting surprises we see in the next couple of days, in the next couple of hours, maybe. I mean, literally, by like a couple hours before this, sh- th- we started recording here, a huge bomb let off in Kansas City where they got rid of both of their starting offensive tackles, I believe Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher, who was at one point a first overall pick in the NFL draft. Uh, I was, I was completely caught up. I knew they needed to shave cap space, but. I mean, geez, we just saw what they went through when they didn't have those guys in the Super Bowl. Now they're like, yeah, yeah, we, Patrick Bones, you can live like that, getting destroyed by people left and right. Um, but this was the bloodbath that everyone kept saying it's going to be nasty when it comes to free agency because now we see it's $182.5 million in salary cap space, and we're seeing a lot of these players get cut. And again, this is, ju- this is just – you know, into, into mid Thursday, we're talking about here by, by the end of Friday, there could be a whole new list of free agents that we're talking about. And we could be looking at who's, who's actually getting targeted here. And, you know, it, when it plays for Juju, Juju, I, you know, I was talking to Dean about this and, and uh, our, you know, our friend Joshua Axelrod from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette with, uh, with both Chris Godwin and Alan Robinson franchise tagged that bumps Juju up the list of available free agents. But now, that's good. That could get shaken up, shaken up even more if more guys get released. And, and of course, like you said, with Juju, you know, Wednesday night going on, you know, playing, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Fortnite on Twitch. And yep. he had the free agent thing. And he said, if I'm a free man on March 17th and everyone's freaking out, like, oh, he's saying he's gone. It, it's like JJ Watt all over again. Are we gonna, I was like, are we going to keep doing this? Or I mean, yes, that's the answer. Everyone's yes. going to do this. We're all going to scrutinize. We're going to look at everything, look at all the clues. Are they staying? Are they leaving? Are they going to go? Is them wearing this color of something deeming this? It's just, it is going to be the same thing on a constant loop. And I'm ready for it. I'm here for it because we need all the entertainment that we can get. And this is just such great entertainment. I think these guys know too, that they can play into it a little bit, but I mean, I I look at it too. I kind of like step back and it's just so funny to me because people, I think every, not everybody, but a lot of people do tend to forget like this is a business and these players are doing what's best for themselves, whether people might like it or not. And so there's going to be a lot of those interesting shoes that are going to fall and things along those lines. And I mean, maybe we should just start like a juju watch. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you can do that. People are doing the same thing with James Conner because he blacked out his social media page. So you don't see him in a Steelers uniform anymore. There's talk about the Dolphins being interested in him. Mm -hmm. Um, People are doing the same for Mike Hilton because he keeps saying 17 days, nine days. And everyone's like, what does this mean? Does he mean he's not going to the Steelers? What could this be? And and, uh, all these guessing games, unless you talk to these guys yourselves, and even if you do, they probably not going to tell you anything. No. the sense is that we're all trying to we're just taking what information we can using that to, to what we to, to what we know and then saying okay 
this is where we think this person will go because this makes the most sense. You know, I still think that, you know, that Juju would do very well for a team like the Colts that has a ton of money, a young quarterback who's a, supposed to be a franchise quarterback and a team that has a lot of pieces on it. But yep. he, he could go anywhere right now. The same thing goes for a lot of these other guys that we're looking at as, as Steelers to heading into free agency. Yeah. And then again, you that even going back to JJ Watt, I think if you asked anybody, if you thought he was going to go to the Cardinals, unless it was a Cardinals fan, they wouldn't people like no one was thinking that was where he was going to. Mm-hmm. So there are going to be with a bunch of the guys with not even just Steelers players, obviously that's where we're focused, but um, you know, there's going to be a lot of names that people see going places and you'd be like, really, they're going there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I mean, it's just, this is such an interesting time with the way that the salary cap is with the way that this whole year was with the money that's available with the limited amount of money, a decent amount of teams have, they're going to have to make tough decisions, whether it's players restructuring or whether it's, you know, cutting guys like Eric Fisher. I mean, again, I number one for a former number one overall pick gets cut. Yeah. Things you didn't think we would be saying, but you know, this is the, it's kind of reflective of the times that we're in right now. It certainly is. There's another free agent who made some noise specifically about the Steelers. We're going to talk about who that was, what he said, and what where his part of the market is standing after this break. But first, we're going to talk to you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL's done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. There's so much to enjoy, and also... Don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON20. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-20, all capital letters and all one word. And you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner of WPXI Channel 11 in Pittsburgh. So, Jenna, you covered the Bills for a few years in your in your professional work. 
Um, and that's where you were at before you came to Pittsburgh. Well, a Bills receiver who was recently released Thursday, part of this bloodbath we're talking about, everyone getting cut left and right, and there's going to be you know people adding to the name, John Brown. He hit the free agency market, and he said on a radio show something to the effect of, the Steelers might be in his mix of interesting teams he wants to join. Yeah, he said, I think it was like Sirius XM or something this morning. He said, it depends on who needs a receiver. Definitely the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben is definitely good with the deep ball. The Indianapolis Colts, the way they use T.Y. Hilton. When we played those guys in the playoffs last year, I walked off and said, this team is up and coming. They're going to be a problem in the next few years. That was him talking about the Colts, but also mentioning the Steelers and what they do. This is super interesting to me because the way looking at this from the bills perspective, they knew that they had a lot of value in a guy like Gabe Davis, who they weren't going to have to pay as much. So of course the logical move in that sense was to say, okay, we're going with the young rookie or the, yeah, the young rookie over John Brown because of the money situation, obviously that played a big factor into it. John Brown is a really solid a veteran guy too, to have in that locker room. I think this would be depending on obviously what you can get for him, depending on the value it's going to be, it's going to cost you. I think this would kind of be a great move for the Steelers. We saw a lot of, I just, I remember watching a lot of what he did, especially this past year, because when he was injured, that bills offense was a totally different offense than when he was healthy and when he was in that lineup and what he was able to do. And I think a lot of people forget his first year with the bills in 2019, he was their number one guy because they did not have a number one receiver. And John Brown was that number one guy. He was in that role. I'll never forget. There's a video when they played the Patriots, it was like late December of 2019 in Gillette, he absolutely burned Stefan Gilmore on one of the most beautiful routes I've seen. He's just like, and I'm, I'm, can't, I'm doing this visually. And then I'm like, this is a podcast. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll find the video on Twitter because it's just incredible, but he has a lot of upside when he's healthy. And I think also a veteran presence in that locker room um, will among that receiving core. Cause again, remember Juju was the guy with the most experience when it comes to those wide receivers. So having a guy like John Brown, who has that experience would uh, definitely be a solid thing. Obviously money is a huge factor here. Yeah. That's going to be the question. How much money can he command now? When again, when you look at John Brown, and like you said, his first year he had a thousand over a thousand yards, six touchdowns, and again, that was without the benefit of having a Stephon Diggs across from him. Now, this year he got hurt, he only had 458 yards and three touchdowns playing. He, he got eight different, he got eight starts this past season, so you know that that hampered his production. But he's a 31 year old guy, he'll, he'll be 31 when the season kicks off, and he, he's the kind of guy that he's shown like, Hey, he's been a veteran. He's been on several teams. He got drafted in the third round by the Cardinals played for the Ravens played for the bills. So this would be his fourth team. And again, he, like you said, he's that deep threat that has made a difference on a team and brought and brought it. And he's had two 1000 yard seasons so far. Like you said, Juju was the most experienced guy, even though he wasn't the oldest guy in the locker room because Deontay Johnson was technically older than, but adding a John Brown would add a 30 some year old receiver who could, 
sit there with Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, and now Ray Ray McLeod because he's also re-signed with the team for a cheap contract. That He would be the legit, hey, guys, I've been around the league. This is the work ethic that needs to, to take place here. And, he, again, he's a guy that's had – he's a name. He's been – he, he's not just – you know, he's not Darius Haywood Bay who was a high draft pick but didn't do a whole lot. He's a guy who's had decent production and uh, been, on, been on some good teams. Uh, so – I agree with you. That could be the move here. And I've been saying for a little bit that that might be the, the, the route the Steelers go. We're talking about Juju so much. The Steelers might say, hey, let's just get a veteran who's very cheap. Another guy on that list would be Kenny Stills from the from the Texans. And I don't know about you, Jenna. This might this this might be the range that Pro Football Focus says the expected contract of a Kenny Stills would be uh, 2.5 million a year for a single year contract. He's 20. He's he'll be 29 years old when the uh, when you know when when his uh, when his when uh, when the season starts. So you know with John Brown being older, maybe that plays into uh, plays into how he would be able to. Um, you know, to get paid, but like John Brown, you know, he was about, I think he was about a $1.6 million dead money cap hit on, uh, on the, on the bills, the, the you know, the, you know for, for this season, because since he got cut, but as far as uh, his, like he made a, a base salary of about, I think seven ish million dollars. He was a nine, $9.7 million cap hit on the bills last year. I, 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 I wonder if that kind of a cap, if you're talking about still getting him in that kind of range, even range, even though he's getting older into his career, I mean, early thirties, it's not when a receiver falls off, but it is when you start looking at them like, okay, how much longer do you got being a speedster? Yeah. And how much more do you have in the tank type thing? And obviously too, depending on how healthy he can stay. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it like, I, it, it, it logically, it seems like it makes a little more sense for him to go to the Colts just because of the amount of money that that team has to yeah. spend. But again, when you mention a team, clearly he's interested in potentially seeing at least what, being a part of Pittsburgh would be like. And I think also something to note too, that I think a lot of Steelers fans will enjoy is he's a big lead by example guy. Like he doesn't say a lot. He's not, you know, showboat off land outlandish type guy. You know, he just kind of does gets in, goes to work, does his business type thing. I think I mentioned this a bunch of times, but like the work ethic between the bills and the Steelers has that similar feel to it. And so he's that guy that, you know, knows what it means to come in, work hard, bring what you can bring, focus on the business that you need to take care of, do the task at hand, trust the process, all that fun stuff. Um, But he is that type of like quiet example guy too, which I think could do a lot for this locker room, but you're right. It's, I mean, money is going to be obviously a huge factor. We know the Steelers don't have a ton of it to spend, um, but it is going to be interesting to kind of, see how things shake out here and see if this is a potential destination because if you know they can figure it out and they can make it work I think this would work really well um for Steelers fans and it probably wouldn't be something at least in my mind I don't see it being this crazy long-term deal type thing I think we're going to see a lot of shorter type things as well just because of how everything is falling into place this season um but I you know he would be a solid addition to this locker room and, you know, to what he would bring to this team uh, skills wise, speed wise type thing for that deep threat um, without a doubt. 
And that's the thing. You'll get a deep threat guy that can take, that can let you maybe move other guys around more because, you know, you look at a, you look at, you know, Chase Claypool, obvious deep threat guy who can, who's, who worked some out routes and was getting better in his route running this year. But you got Deontay Johnson, who obviously is just a very shifty receiver. James Washington who's a combat catch receiver, but maybe not with the speed that you want. Um, but this would give you a second option. Well, I mean, Deontay Johnson's got the burners too. I mean, he can, he can beat you deep, but this would give you, I guess, a third option of a guy who has wheels that can get behind a secondary quickly and challenge them in that way. And like you said, having that presence in the room, I mean, Ike Hilliard, who's the Steelers wide receivers coach, he is, he, he was a veteran in the NFL from a long time. He is trying to establish that, that, that tone in the locker room. You know, I talked all this week about culture and, and Juju with, with TikTok and Chase Claypool and, you know, and people calling him a diva this week. If you bring a veteran guy there, it maybe helps I kill you just a little bit because coaches can say all they want. It still comes down to players policing each other and setting the tone themselves uh, for what the environment should be like. And maybe a John Brown helps with that. He wouldn't be obviously the commander of the wide receiver room. He'd be the vet, the veteran that could help with that. Um, but ultimately that usually comes down to the most talented guy. Uh, but, you know, someone who, who, who could set that tone, might be might be a veteran like him you know i think it's interesting that larry fitzgerald still hasn't retired and he's looking and technically he's a free agent out there not that fitzgerald would be someone that the steelers could use because he doesn't have his speed right now but if you just had him around as a leadership standpoint i mean he would command command respect and that would be interesting as well I, i'm not saying that that would happen but getting a veteran in the locker room is a deal so I think it's a great great insight from you on the kind of leader that he's been for Buffalo and what kind of leader he could be for the Steelers moving forward we're going to take one quick break when we come back we're going to talk about pro days because there was there was one on Thursday there's, there's a couple on Friday that we're going to that are really important and then we're going to start listing out some of the pro days for this next week to get you ready for which college players you'd be looking at because there's no combine but first we got to talk to our friends at rockauto.com Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all... Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI. So, Jenna, pro days are a bigger deal this year than they've ever really been because normally we have the scouting combine where all the drills are ran and there's like 200-plus athletes who do a bunch of drills and then we look at those numbers and then we talk about those numbers for the next two months. But there's – in the past, pro days would be the place where like, hey, a certain player like Devin Bush, Ryan Shazier, they didn't go to the combine or they didn't – run certain events at the combine so 
they didn't get a chance to to showcase everything. Now that that they're their own pro day at their own school, now they're 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 showing it. But this year, because there's no events happening at the combine, there's no forty yard dash, there's no shuttle, there's no weightlifting. All of it's just going to be teams interviewing players, getting to know them, and having different ways to to evaluate them that way. This year, the pro day is the combine for basically every school. So what happens is is that all these different schools now have their own pro days scheduled for the next going through as far as late as April 9th. Now some of these can still change. Um, and that's when you get to see some of these athletes, the big one that happened Thursday that, that, that the Steelers were out in force in was Clemson. And of course, Clemson, you know, Tigers, Jenna, the, they got a lot of talent. Everyone's looking at Trevor Lawrence. And uh, it was, it was seen that, Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert were talking at length with Dabo Swinney, the, the, the Clemson head coach. So now that becomes a question. Who are they, talk, they talking about? Were they talking about Travis Etienne? Because they're not talking about Trevor Lawrence. Everyone stop joking around. He's, he, that guy's going first overall. The Steelers aren't getting him. But could they have been talking about Travis Etienne? Uh, Jackson Carmen. Uh, you know, who's a uh, who's an offensive tackle that may go in the second round. Um, there's Amari Rogers, there's Cornell Powell. There's a few guys that fit into what the Steelers are looking for that could be in that that conversation could have been about. And that's where the intrigue comes with these pro days. Yep, absolutely. And I want to give a little shout out because I'm going to uh, quote tweet some of the uh, tweets that Brooke Pryor from ESPN, who is uh, diligently covering all of this. She's in the <laughs> Zooms and all things like that. She's great. We love her. Um, but she tweeted actually just a little while ago that Clemson running back Travis Etienne says he's had Zoom meetings with both Matt Canada and Mike Tomlin. Uh-oh. And quote, he thinks with his versatility, he'd be a good fit in a Matt Canada offense. So Steelers fans have at that. Ring, ring, ring the alarm. Ring the alarm. It is uh, did Travis Atia put him back on the board. We we keep taking, we keep saying, no, he's not a Steelers back. They wouldn't look at him because he's not Audrey Harris and he's not Javante Williams. He's not a big, forget all that. He's been talking to Matt Canada. And that's the one thing we people been saying he would fit in the Matt Canada prototype style offense that we keep talking about potentially becoming real. If Travis Etienne's a Steeler, oh my gosh, it changes a whole lot of different things about the outlook of this season. Jenna, you just broke the podcast. I just uh, broke the podcast. Wait, here, I can <laughs> add some more because of Brooke's fantastic reporting. Again, this is from Brooke Pryor. Uh, Etienne said, quote, I feel like it'd be a perfect fit. I feel like he would use me in ways to get me into the mismatches, those one-on-ones that I feel comfortable in winning. I feel like it would be great. He's going to get me out there in a position to make plays. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ooh. Break break it breaking everything man we're just breaking everything that's that's crazy to to talk to talk about because atn for those who don't understand what i mean by steelers back a steelers back for the past long time all existence basically has been a bigger body back who works between the tackles who runs through contact and protects the quarterback atn he can get through contact but his his abilities fit you know, speed, agility, making you miss, working in space, catching the ball, and running and, and taking a, a four-yard gain, making it a 50-yard touchdown. Um, and that's great to have, but he hasn't been the best pass protector in his career. He can work on it. It's not saying it's impossible, um, but that kind of talent would change things for the Steelers and how their offense would operate. But again, maybe the Steelers are changing how they operate. 
And this, I mean, granted, this is no means saying to, it's like, it's obviously, it's just, you know, these guys give these answers on pro days. That's what they're supposed to do when they're asked these questions, of course. But this might be a tell, depending on how the Steelers go in the draft and how they go in free agency, the guys that they bring in, this could be a tell of what this offense in particular could look like this season with what role Matt Canada will play. Because I know a lot of people have been saying, well, with Ben back, how much of a leadership role is uh, you know, Ben really going to have is, you know, Canada going to be making decisions when it comes to offense. Is it going to be Ben? Is it going to be a combination of the two? What are we going to see? Is it going to be, you know, Ben drawn up plays in the dirt? Like we talked about, uh, uh ad nauseum all last season. Um, and I mean that in the best way. I don't mean that in a bad way. Just, I feel like it was just such a point that we talked about consistently. Um, <laughs> But it is going to, you know, if they do bring, if they do decide that Naj or um, that Etienne is their guy mm-hmm. and that's who they want to get and that's who they decide to get, that could be telling of potentially what this offense may look like and how it may look different than in years past. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, it, it would it would change the dynamics of how it also it changes the blocking schemes because then you're trying you're trying to get him to the outside you're trying to you may not run as many zones you may run more powers to get to say hey let's get him just open space or maybe actually you do run zones and you say hey we're gonna give you a crevice we're gonna just get a hey, find the hole and then you hit it and hit it fast and hard and, and make and make the first guy miss and take it for as long as you can I mean, Alvin Kamara, he's made a career that with the Saints. Um, I, and this whole time I've been saying, I just don't think that would happen. But the fact that 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 they're actually talking to him and he's feeling good about what they're saying to him, it, it means that they're putting in consideration. Doesn't mean they're definitely doing, doing it, but it means they're putting it in consideration. And again, this also could be about several other players. There, there's a lot of players that Clemson has. But we also wanted to take the opportunity to talk to you about the pro days that are coming. So uh, because there's always, as basically almost every day of the week for the next month, there's a pro day happening somewhere in football where a team is, is going to be out there. So for today, Friday, um, Friday, we got Arkansas State, North Dakota State, and Oklahoma. And of course, the, the two big ones, North Dakota State and Oklahoma, North Dakota State, not big on players, but two of their players are huge names right now. And that's Trey Lance, the, the quarterback that, that that didn't play this last season, but everyone's talking about. He got compared to Lamar Jackson, which I thought was ridiculous. Um, um, but uh, but Dylan Radins, uh, one of the top offensive tackles on the board. He's a guy that projects as around maybe the sixth, seventh, eighth best offensive tackle. Some say first round, some say second round. But those are two big names to be watching. And then for Oklahoma, Jenna, Creed Humphrey, my best center on the board. He's going to, he's going to be out there. And then they've got uh, Ramondre Stevenson, another physical running back. And then the Trey quarter cornerbacks, they got Trey Nord and Trey Brown, uh, both of which would be later round picks, but would be, you know, people see them as, you know, maybe some diamonds in the rough here, but this is the, this is what we're talking about. We're, this will be the Steelers chance to evaluate who they want in these situations. Yeah. And I think, I mean, there's always a little bit of an emphasis on pro days without a doubt, but I think with the fact that the combine is the way that it is this year, and it's just more meeting type things, it's not any of those tests. People are going to invest a lot more stock into these pro days and say, Hey, you know, who are some of these, like you mentioned the diamonds in the rough that we haven't seen that we might not know a ton about. And I, I always laugh when it comes to the combine and stuff because everybody puts so much stock into all of the numbers and all of the things and this guy's 40 time. And I mean, everybody remembers Joe Burrow's hands. Remember that from mm-hmm. last? Yeah. Yeah. Tiny hands, Joe Burrow. And then Joe Burrow tweets, please pray for me. I have small hands. <laughs> 
loved it. I loved it. Um, but I, I think that because this is all that there is this year, there is going to be so much more emphasis on, we're going to hear so much more about all of these guys that we might not have heard about before, which I think also plays into a really good, uh, thing for the NFL and for teams too, to be able to get looks at guys and get these closer looks on guys that might not have been going to the combine that have these pro days. Um, and I also think it's going to be really interesting to kind of just see how everything kind of develops here. And, you know, maybe guys that you were super high on don't have great pro days. And all of a sudden everyone's like, Oh, maybe all of a sudden he's not as high and how this will really affect draft stock without the fact that there isn't the true combine. I agree entirely. And the other thing to, to, to mention here is, you know, the fact that both Colbert and Tomlin were at, uh, were at Clemson speaks a lot because also at the same day there was Texas and Texas has another one of the upper uh, offensive tackle prospects in Samuel Cosme. So that speaks a lot that, that both of them went there and they didn't split up because a lot of times there will be different guys in different places. Um, and, and they've been at other ones. Uh, Adrian Clem, the Steelers offensive line coach, he was working with, um, uh, 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 Miners, uh, Quinn Miners. I was about to mess up his name, but he's the center from Wisconsin Whitewater and he was running some of his drills. So that's another place with, with, where their emphasis is going to be. And just to give you guys a quick rundown as you're listening, these are the pro days that we're seeing coming up. So the 12th, like I said, to, uh, today and Friday, you got North Dakota State, Oklahoma, and Arkansas State. I think you're going to, it's going to be interesting to see who the Steelers send to North Dakota state and Oklahoma, because those are two places where you got an offensive tackle available for one and a center available for other, for the other, you know, that'd be interesting, their value there. Then we kick back off on the 15th, not huge days. You got middle Tennessee state, Vanderbilt, Kent state, uh, you know, not really guys. The only guy it would be Vanderbilt's edge rusher, Dale, uh, Adeo Yingbo. He's an edge rusher round three, but not a real fit. And then the 16th, you got Georgia Tech and Temple, not big there. But the 17th is going to be the huge day next week. And that's going to be also, of course, the day that free agency kicks off. But you have <laughs> now. Exactly right. Like Jenna, you and I are going to be going, well, you won't. You're going to be on a beach. Uh, you're going to be chilling. Uh, what am I saying? Jenna's off next week. I, I didn't mean to put your plans out there, Jenna. But right. I, I will be going crazy next week because everything's going to be happening. But to, to give you a sample. So there's two, there's, there's three schools that you're not too, too big about uh, Arizona, Illinois, and San Jose state. They have pit date or they have pro days, but the two big ones are Georgia and Pitt. and Georgia. Of course, they've got like 10 guys who it's crazy. Yeah. They've, and they've got an edge rusher. They've got some cornerbacks. They've got some safeties. They've got tight end Trey McKitty. Monte Rice is not good off ball linebackers with several linemen to look at. And then for Pitt, I mean, I've been hyping this all season. They got two edge rushers in Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver, Paris Ford at safety, Jalen Twyman, interior defensive lineman. And then you got safety, DeMar Hanley, Jimmy Morrissey at center. There, there's going to be a lot of talent on these days and the politics of this, because the Steelers, people don't realize Pitt trains with the Steelers. Yep. And, and I think, that's, yeah. no, 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 go ahead. No, I know. I was just going to say that's do, do the Steelers say, Hey, we're just going to send maybe a Mike Tomlin or one guy here. And we're going to send the bulk of our scouts to Georgia right. to get those guys. Cause we know who Pitt is. Cause they're here every day. Yeah, they're at, again, I think for people that don't know, they're at the same facilities. So we see a lot of times, like when we'll be at practice, there's a couple pit players around looking at practice as well, vice versa. I mean, that they have access to them in ways that they don't have access to other guys for, you know, the Steelers having access to pit. So 
that is going to be, you're right, the politics of it is going to be interesting. And I think circling back a little bit um, with the fact that Tomlin and Colbert were both at Clemson, that does kind of speak volumes because you can kind of, I don't want to entirely say it's them showing their hand, but it's at least like, hey, this is where we're prioritizing some interest more than just one of us being here type thing. I agree. It could be, it's a very big sign of like, Hey, you know, this is where we're, where we're emphasizing. This is what we, we want to do here. And and maybe, you know, again, it's a sign of who they're focusing on now moving forward. You know, I I saw some speculation out there and this, this, this could be good perspective is to say, you know, if they, if there's look at the other places that they might do this at, and that might determine where they're actually um, putting their focus right now. Because um, if you go to, I think uh, March 29th is North Carolina's pro day. And then I believe Alabama's March 23rd. If you see them go to both of those um, and, and put serious concentration in those, those are the other two major running back spots. Alabama, of course, with Najee Harris. And then, of course, North Carolina with both Michael Carter and Javante Williams. If you see that, that's going to speak to me very loudly that the Steelers, excuse me, are looking heavily at running back, especially in that first round. That would say that would say a lot to me. Now, granted, there's a lot of other players that they could be looking at in the in those situations, but that would be I don't think that would be a coincidence if this gets pulled off over the next month where they send the bulk of their of their scouting of their of their top guys to see each of the top three running backs who are projected to maybe go in the first round. Yeah. If we see Tomlin and Colbert at all three of those pro days, we see both of them. I think that does speak a little bit to, Hey, this might be kind of the direction that we're looking to go in type thing. Obviously, you know, for them, it's killing as many birds with a stone as they can. They get to see all of these guys. Of course, they're not going to go, you know, they're not going to not go to a Clemson and Alabama, these perennial NCAA powerhouses, but it is going to be interesting to kind of see if they keep doing this. Let's like, Hey, this really might be the direction they're looking to go. It, it really, it really could be the direction they're looking to go. Um, and, and again, it's, they're about keeping their options open. And I don't think the Steelers pre-commit to anything other than they're going to rank their players. They're going to put an emphasis on the, on the plate people that they think will be best fit for their team right now. And that's going to, and they're building a bank of information to rely upon going into draft day. Uh, and just to round out the other uh, t- uh, programs that have their pro days next week um, on. So I said on the, on the Wednesday, that's Pitt in Georgia, Illinois, San Jose state and Arizona Thursday, you got Buffalo, central Arkansas, Louisiana tech, Stanford and West Virginia, Stanford will be interesting. They have Walker little an offensive tackle that projects as a third round guy. Um, I think that could be interesting. Uh, West Virginia, they got Darius stills and, um, and Tony fields. Um, those those could be and then Friday you got a, a lighter list Memphis who has Kenneth Gainwell another running back they could be looking at yeah. um, Ohio and then TCU who has Trevon Trevon Morig, a safety I don't think they're going to be going after safety too much but you never know who falls where um, but they have a few guys there so the point of me saying this is watch out for pro days this year that's going to be a much bigger news than it's ever been and Jenna you and I we, we follow the NFL for a long time it's crazy how much the stock of what's what's happening at these pro days is going to be vital over the next month. 
Yeah, there's going to be so many, everyone's going to be watching videos, watching replays, you know, seeing numbers, looking at this, looking at that, looking at footwork. I feel like it's going to be under, it already is under such scrutiny normally during a normal year, but I feel like it's just going to be that much more because of the way things are right now. Absolutely. Jenna, thanks so much for coming on. As always, it's a blast having you here. Please let people know they can find you, follow you and get more of your work. It is always a pleasure to join you here. So fun. Love, love spending my Fridays this way. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, uh, Instagram at Jenna underscore Harner. We just do a bunch of stuff on WPXI. We got a lot of really cool things coming up in terms of, you know, hockey season, but then also we got a ton of stuff ahead with, uh, getting ready for the draft and all that, which is crazy to me. It does not seem this year is already flying by. How are we in mid-March? I don't know. How have we made it to the year point of uh, when the world shut down? It's crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got a bunch of cool stuff. Um, and then you can join, you can see Chris when he joins us as well for halftime adjustments, final word. Uh, it's always a great having you uh, join us as well. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Jennifer, for being part of our show. Uh, again, my name is Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Uh, do join the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. We're over 1,300 uh, members strong right now with Steelers fans. Great community to be in, talk to a lot of people who come on this show as well. Um, also, Mock Draft Monday is coming back around again, so there will be a post Friday morning. Get your, get your Mock Draft in, in on there. And we're going we're gonna to take – trades are still on the table, but you don't have to trade this time around to win the next week's Mock Draft Monday, so don't worry about that at all. But do put yours in the comment section in the Facebook group. You can also DM it to me on Twitter, and I will you know manage them and look at, look at them that way. Or you could at me. Actually, you know, at me on Twitter. Don't DM me. At me on Twitter, at Carter Critiques with your, with your picks. Either way, we will put you into consideration – for Mock Draft Monday for who wins. Again, subscribe to the Lockdown Steelers podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio.com, all places. Leave us a five-star review with a positive comment and you will really help us out. And we'll get you a shout out at the end of the show. Like Steelheel07, who says, great Pittsburgh-style podcast. Uh, these guys do a great job covering the Steelers and keeping things interesting. Um, they have ACC coverage on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And yes, we do. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Steelheel, for all the, for, for your great review. Get your shout out if you leave us a five-star review. Thanks again to Jenna Harner. We'll be back in the ears tomorrow, or Monday, excuse me, after the weekend for Mock Draft Monday.